G-C-U-E. The podcast you have been waiting for. Six friends, six opinions, infinite laughs. History in the making. You don't have to open up your eyes, you can clearly see. The number one podcast is GCUE. 20 years of brotherhood. The Q lot familiar. Raw, uncut, uncensored, and unfiltered. Bubs opinionated. Why Eddie keep you laughing? Steve will get the tea while Shot tells us all what's happening. Spiritual or natural, I'm here for the thrills. And when it comes to PJ, y'all, please say the real. From quick hits, heavy lifting, the master of the week. We get ratings through the roof every time that we speak. PA, PA, GA to the Aspens. Turning podcasts into undertable has been sports, entertainment, and current events. Sometimes we get pissed, so the crew got a vent. So when Friday night come, you know just what to do. Sit back, put up your feet, and now rocking with the Q. What's really good, people? It's another Friday. You are now rocking with the Q on the one and only GQ podcast. And as always, it's your boy, Bugs. Glad to be back in the building. I'm going to send it out to the fellas for some brief introductions. We're going to go to Bub. Hey, what's up, everyone? If it's your first time with us, welcome. If it's not your first time, welcome back. Either way, we hope you enjoy the show. We're going to take it down to Steve. Uh, what up, what up? You know, it's good to be here on time this week. You know what I mean? I, I, I miss y'all. Um, so, you know what I mean? Let's get to it. <laughs> Yo, and last but not least, we're going to take it down to Mr. Swab himself. We're going to kick off the quick hits. Shard. Yo, what's up, people? We're going to try to be a little unapologetic today, but we ain't trying to get canceled. So we're going to we're gonna play it safe, but in the Q way, um, which go. just means we're not playing it safe at all. So, you know what I mean? Just to get started, we're going to jump into this. Um, Let's jump into John Gruden first. I mean, that might be might be a good way to kick it off. Coach Gruden, um, obviously this is not a um, game question. I just, just one question: Can the can the NFL and the Raiders and the fans be sure that there are not any other racial insensitive remarks by you out there in the atmosphere? that could be published by the Washington Journal or any other publication? All I can say is I'm not a racist. I don't, uh, I can't uh, tell you how sick I am. I apologize again to, to, to D. Smith, um, but I feel good about who I am and what I've done my entire life. And um, I apologize for the insensitive remarks. I had uh, no, uh, you know, I, I, I had no racial uh, intentions with those remarks at all. But uh, yes, they can. I'm, I'm uh, I'm not like that at all, but I apologize. I don't want to keep addressing it. My, the, just my last question. Had the NFL contacted you and, and uh, what was their response? Uh, what did, what did you I have not had any contacts with them yet, but uh, we'll see what happens here in the next few days. So he said he's comfortable with himself. My thing is this. This happens all the time. And the only reason I'm going to say this is because it's fresh in my mind. Are you... Is it because you got caught that you're apologetic? Or is it just the fact of you truly didn't mean a race, you know, racism behind what you said? 
That's Yo, my boy. You, boy you can't you can't tell a black man his lips are like two big ass Michelin tires and say that that was just you talking about them being a liar. Like that that don't fly. That's just I mean it's just it's some racist shit. I mean the thing that's messed up about it is like he's not the only one. And when you dig into it, like that's the NFL and there's multiple people coming out talking about it now, saying it like that's what they were dealing with. So the crazy thing about it is like while the racial situation was happening, he's still coaching. It's not until everything else comes out, but then it's like, oh, you gotta roll. So it's like you can get away with the race issue because it's always been a race issue in the NFL. There's always been either words on the field, words off the field, shit set behind the scenes. It's always been something. But it's like once you attack other communities, then it becomes serious. That's the fucked up part as far as I'm concerned. It's because uh, we messed up. We called them racist when we should have called them race phobic. Because, you know, if we did that, then, you know, I mean, it's basically a, a fear of a black planet anyway. So if we called them race phobic, then, you know, I mean, we would have got better treatment. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. But I think the crazy thing about that, like every other race has a phobia attached to it. So there's xenophobia, there's Islamophobia, it's everything else is phobia. There is no black phobia. But it ain't racist though. Xenophobia is basically just being afraid of um, like, you know, the other. Yeah. So that, so that, that counts us. I mean, I, I just think it's, it's kind of, it's, it's it's more like I think it was more or less just trying to make a statement, but it's weird because they only stumbled upon it because it was a probe into the uh, misconduct of the Washington football team, and then he obviously alienated somebody somewhere that they wanted to make sure that his stuff got exposed and not everyone else's because they they're making sure that they don't leak out none of the other stuff, but they just expose all his information. And I just think like. He really, you know, I'd be bothered somebody somewhere that they just have to make sure that they get him because they I mean, like because Bruce Allen in the like they're starting to leak some of the things out a little bit like with the Adam Schefter thing. It was about like he said some comments loosely about Colin Kaepernick, but like for them to just leak John Gruden's emails out and make sure that oh okay so you're not gonna let him you gonna let him slide with the racial component. So we're going to, you know, rock the whole wave of what's going on right now. And I think the NFL is also playing it on the fact of like, okay, so we did the thing wrong with Colin Kaepernick. So we're going to go this whole other extreme and act like we're super against racism, sexism, you know, homophobia. Like we're going to go this extreme and we'll fire coach, you know, to try to make make it look like it's more than what they really want to do, even though behind the scenes is still all talking the same way still. So, go ahead, Buck. Oh, no, nah, I was just going to say, you know, number one, I had put up a post on Facebook not too long ago after this incident came out. He's not the only owner or even coach in the NFL that feels that way. And every email is two-sided. It was sent to somebody. This man's emails were released. However, whomever he was speaking with or sending the emails to was never put out in the public. 
nor any other things that he emailed these quote-unquote emails the people that they were going to emails and responses weren't given back and giving to the public and i have a problem with that i really do because you pinpointing him emails aren't just put out there just to be put out there they were sent directly to somebody or something like an organization or something but that's what i was saying like the only reason it even got exposed because he wasn't working for the raiders at the time but he was and you know like he was communicating with bruce allen of the washington football team and through that pro they were getting pro because of the um the i think it was the this the lawsuit in regards to the um like the work environment and things like that so when they were combing through that is when they exposed his information but that was 2011 emails and stuff like that so now to drop it it's, it's ridiculous and then like it, but i guess it's really about him, somebody just not liking him because like you said they're covering everybody else's butt still but they're exposing him you know exactly. and it's it, but it's about it's more or less about him <laughs> like they just really want to target him and get him out the way but i think that's the thing like somebody always got the takes and they hold on to it until they need it so it's like what did you do for somebody to need your tapes well see that was my second thing i'm not gonna go there and say it has anything to do with the team but let's be clear the raiders got off to a hot start this year very hot i'm start. not saying that has nothing to do with it but they were off to a very hot start last year or a year before they weren't hitting on nothing when he first took over they weren't hitting on nothing this year they hit the ground running i'm just saying it's coincidental but i don't believe in coincidence i don't believe it's about him about you know what i mean i just think that like i said it's just he alienated somebody somewhere higher up and that thought that he they felt that he could be expendable and that's what it was because even his his even his half-ass apology you know is questionable the way he like all right i'm not this but i'm not gonna answer it again but when you understand that in this current climate of society that people are, are implicating that you're a racist you're gonna have to you know talk about that a little bit more so you can't just be i'm not a racist bottom line that's it like no you're gonna have different people who keep asking you about that for a while until it simmers down and then when they asked him about do you have anything else that's going to come out you know he'll say we'll wait and see which obviously lets you know that there's more and he just is waiting to be like ah man play it by ear so so crazy shit with that here's a here's a comment from sharon from bnc this week as well the nfl players association wants all 650,000 emails released sharon and this comes after Derek Carr, uh, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders quarterback, who had a really good relationship with John Gruden, uh, said he did a bad thing. He likes the guy, but said he did a bad thing. He says that he feels like the NFL should open up everything. And you know the league doesn't want to do that because that's going to open up a whole new can of worms. Well, they're not going to do it. Uh, remember when Jamel Hill was here yesterday, what she said, there's no appetite. They're not going to do it because if they gave up all 650,000 emails, I'm not sure there would be anyone, anyone in ownership or upper management. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't say anyone. Some people. I'm not Some sure people. how many will be left. Okay. I, I'm not sure mm -hmm. how many will be left. Um, but that's not to say mm -hmm. that some people don't talk this filth. There's a lot of people who don't go around writing homophobic uh, <laughs> things, writing racist things um, to company email. But, you know, 
And, and again, this is not, you know, for Derek Carr to say he hates the action, love the person, he knows him. I don't know John Gruden like that. I don't know him. That's mm -hmm. fine. But this does not seem like an isolated... We're talking about a span here of, what, a decade more? Yeah. This is not an isolated right. incident. This is a man who needs to do some real soul-searching and, and get a mm. whole rewiring. A whole rewiring here. They're not going to get the 650,000 emails, Mike. Not even in a document dump that we hear about where there's no way you can go through everything. They're not going to get mm -hmm. the emails. And what they will no, get no. will be some follow-up nonsense, maybe a few lower-level people served up uh, as red meat, and maybe some blacked-out, redacted content, if they even get that. Mm -hmm. And NFL's capable of saying no, and I said no, and I mean it. Real Thoughts. quick, before we even address that, I want to go ahead to a question we have from uh, PJ, actually. He said, is it racist to point out physical features, even if it's true? To call the man's physical features Michelin tires? Like, yeah. That's, that's, I mean, that's does, little... does D. Marie Smith have big lips? Like, I didn't think he had big lips. Like, I think that's why it was racist. Like, he just. Got... I mean, it, the thing is, on top of it, like, we, we've been in this life long enough. John Gruden's older than us. And we know that there's certain things you just don't say about certain races at certain things, period. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we know this. Like, if we know that in our 40s, he know he definitely knows it in his 50s to be saying anything about a black person and big lips. Like, that's exactly. He knew what know, he was so. doing. Exactly. He knew what he was doing. It, it was it was one of those underhand jokes that you're not really supposed to catch unless you're trying to catch it. But we catch that shit. It's, it's oh no, not, that was that's direct. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's direct. But like you said, like don't try to. That's what I'm saying. It's 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 something like you throw in an email that if somebody reads, you can try to explain it away, which is what he basically tried to do. Like I was just talking about, like he lies, like his lips run like a they run mm -hmm. like a tire. Like come on, cuz that's not. Nah. That's nah. what he said. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. I was saying he lies, like his lips are like tires, and they they just run on the road and they keep going. Oh, you gotta give him credit for that one. Yeah, that was slick. That was it was a nice try. That was a stretch. I mean, well, eleven years later, that's a that's a hell of a way. You, <laughs> you got plenty of time to, to retread that, so you know. But so all right, last video on this. Um, so Mike Hill dropped in something that was interesting as well. When Bub was talking about Colin. They're, they're not going to give up. You know why? Because of Colin Kaepernick, the whole Colin Kaepernick situation. Um, there's a reason why they settled with Colin Kaepernick. Because yeah. they knew if there was going to yeah. be a lawsuit, there was going to be some digging. They were going to find Discovery. these emails. They were going to find this collusion and all the stuff that was going mm -hmm. on between owners. Because you think John Gruden's alone? And even though John Gruden wasn't a part of the NFL between 2011 and 2018, he worked with ESPN at the time. He you was think part Bruce of it. Allen? is the only person that is out there absolutely you think that it doesn't exist in the nfl i told you the nfl sports microcosm of society this is what we do in yeah. society you go to any fortune 500 company around the country you're going to find plenty of john gruden's and bruce allen's that by themselves typing out the homophobic racist misogynist things and thinking that they're alone they'll never be caught because they feel like it's in private mm -hmm. We know that. We know it exists, Sharon, because guess what? 74 million people, and I'm not saying all of them like that, but 74 million people 
supported a man who is just like everything that John Gruden put into his uh, emails. But we know that there are neighbors, right? Some of these same people yeah, that well, you loved and you respected for so many years, and then all of a sudden you look at them like, I didn't know you felt that way because they were saying it behind closed doors in emails that they didn't think would ever be discovered. Completely agree. Absolutely. I completely agree. 100%. Completely agree. I don't know. I, I don't like that anybody that says. I feel like anybody that says I don't got a racist bone in my body is a racist. I don't trust that. That's me. Why? Because I, I feel like if you if you have to make that statement, you're trying to prove that you're not a racist. And if you have to try to prove it, that means you've done something to make somebody think that you're a racist. So if you haven't done anything that makes you be portrayed as a racist, there's no reason to try to explain away being a racist. You did something wrong. That's like the I love black people. My girl, my um, daughter's boyfriend is black. <laughs> Word. Okay. So, touchy subject. We'll see what the future holds on that though, because I think it's more to come. I think. Yeah. Well, they just... emails come out. They're not gonna come out. Like again, they they can't. There's no way. You won't have an NFL. Well, they have. Um, they have mentioned that, like the Adam Schefter emails, there was an ESPN personality who stated, like with the Colin Kaepernick thing, that you know he called him a the F word and referred to him as they, he should get cut. But I'm just waiting to see if they actually release that that ESPN personality who actually said it that was on those emails. That's what I'm interested in knowing too, because. You've heard a lot of the people, especially the black people who were on ESPN speak of how racist it was there for real and how they would hold them to a different standard. Like they only felt like the only black person that could be truly himself when he was there was Stuart Scott. And, you know, and we know he got backlash initially. So it would be interesting to see who this was that was, um, you know, saying these things about him getting cut, things like that. Shameless plug, there's a Mike Hill interview coming up on the magazine uh, next week where we talk about the racism at ESPN. Shameless plug ended. So you took my you took my take and you just go try to plug your magazine. What's your magazine's name again? <laughs> my magazine name is Swaf. You know what I mean? And how do the people do find your magazine? Oh, it's www.swab.com. I thought you knew that, bub. I'm sorry I had to repeat that. Again, www.swab.com. S-U-A-B-B. No hey, say that one more time so I can write it down. Oh, www.swab.com. S U A V V. Y'all can find it. I'll change my name to Swab. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got but next. Nah, it's, it's a dope interview. Now, we're about to add on to this to this situation um, in cancel culture. I think everybody on a, in the squad saw the Dave Chappelle special and all the heat that he's been catching recently. Um, a lot of people are standing up for him. There was the chick at Netflix that tried to start the rebellion and say that they should have a walkout um, until Netflix cancels Dave Chappelle's special, takes it back off the network. And Netflix nicely terminated that ass and she no longer works for the company. Um, but it's it's brought up a, a conversation of is, is comedy 
and the viewers of comedy are they too sensitive to what comedy is and especially when it comes to the lgbtq plus community like is that community just too sensitive to being it's about get busy well, bugs. A, i see that heads now i see I'm that head now get busy <laughs> i'm gonna be unapologetic hopefully we still be on the air next week look, <laughs> i'm gonna just call it it is what it is i think there is a lighter uh lighter form i'm not gonna say lighter form there's a form of sensitivity there because since the beginning of time comedians talk about black people white people hispanic people old people young people but then you talk about this one certain kind of group and it's always backlash or backfire no matter who talks about them it's always backlash or backfire i have i'm the i i love everybody i have nothing against anybody but at the same token it's like you want to be accepted but you don't want to be accepted on your turn you only want to be accepted on your terms like certain things we approve or deem to be okay then that can fly the other things that we deem not to be okay if one voice speaks out about it we're gonna follow because we stand together in this community and that's how i feel it is every time something comes out and i just wanted to plug because i actually did read something that the net the ceo of netflix had put out he wanted to make it clear that the young lady who did have the issue she wasn't fired because of what she said she came yeah, and wanted to leave yeah she came in one of their meetings their executive meetings rather her and two other co-workers that were of the same you know family and uh not family but you know what i mean that community rather excuse me that community <laughs> and interrupted the executive meeting and refused to you know leave or whatever have you so that's why she was fully terminated no, it wasn't exactly what she said she was, but no, it was terminated because she leaked the information she she leaked no, out how much she was the, going uh, to she did she for ended up leaking special, it out she leaked out the special oh, like, oh. not for the um sticks and stones that budget for that she leaked that already and that's when you know and she was organizing the um walkout the walkout so that's why they terminated her because they so, had knowledge of her doing all now that. here's 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 the, the fucked up part she tried to throw a racial component in there and say they did it because i'm black because the white people who were um stating their feelings about it they didn't get fired but but your black ass went in there and did a whole lot more than what that's the what i was saying that other stuff so it, ain't, right, it, ain't, it ain't a race thing everything ain't racial you, you fucked up you, you overstepped the boundary yeah because you're right that did come out but that came out after the fact she refused to calm she refused to basically i guess in a manner of speaking digress so to say yeah i mean i find it all like it, it's it's it, it just shows the pattern and it shows again why black people always fuss and complain but people try to tell us because they know we're right because no matter what like i said like just going back to what john gruden said and what Chappelle was saying in the show is that they're so used to kicking us while we're down or making fun of us or expecting us just to take an apology that you know when somebody else has spoken or they want complete outrage they go left with it that's the same thing with like the the trump riots everything but for us when it comes to us we're supposed to be cool with just accepting an apology and it's just weird because this group has come along and got more rights quicker than a lot of groups you know and but like you said they just overly sensitive to the point where it's like now you're starting to overshadow 
like what the true meaning of like being um, inclusive is. And they're just, it's just, it's starting to get nerve wracking. I think now it's starting to take its effect with people like, this is why you didn't want to be bothered with you. Like, you're not saying that because you accept people for who they are, but then like now you're not even allowing people to be who they are. You just want us to accept everything about you, your way, like you were saying books at um, your way. Um, God, I lost my thought. No, you're good. I'm going to jump in for you. So here's the thing. I watched it. I watched it three times because I wanted to make sure I didn't miss something. So I watched it three times. I don't think anything that he said was offensive. I think everything that he said had a political statement behind it and everything was questioning society. It was nothing that was attacking anyone. It was nothing that was demeaning to anyone specifically. Um, somebody brought like the bathroom comment and I was like, he's basically saying he was the one that would have said, use the bathroom that you was birthed to until it makes sense when that person that's birthed to that bathroom comes in the bathroom with you. It makes sense. So you make a way to laugh about it, but it's like really taken to consideration what you would think if that were to happen, how would you deal with it? So I think that the conversations that he was having are thought provoking and they need to be conversations and it needs to happen but you can't get mad every time somebody says anything that you find is offensive without listening to the actual show so a lot of people even on instagram and on uh, twitter and facebook they're commenting and people are like did you watch it nah i didn't watch it. i don't got no reason to watch it so how are you commenting on something you didn't see like how are you jumping in a conversation that you didn't hear you gotta you gotta take both sides of it and find out what's being said and there's a there's a very big point in this show where he explains i'm not transphobic like and then he explains what he's been saying and how he's been saying it, why he's been saying it and i think the biggest point that he made is that when bruce jenner decided to be caitlin jenner it was accepted but muhammad ali couldn't change his name so it's things like that is it's a conversation that needs to happen and then the racism that's inside the community is also something that's not talked about because they don't want to talk about racism inside of the gay community as well so i think it's i think it's the special that needs to be watched because there's conversations within that special that need to be had that's my take on it well i commend netflix number one let me say that i want to plug netflix for not pulling it down that's number one but that statement you just made goes exactly back to what i was saying earlier it does it doesn't matter what it is i found and you know this is just from what i observed whenever someone from that community speaks out they're automatically backed like you just said people speaking on the special but they've never seen the special yeah they're going off of the value of word or what they heard What's well, the wave too? Like, you know what I mean? Because like I said, the progress now is, you know what I mean, sticking up for gay rights and you know that community's rights. So then, like you said, like the Gruden emails and the Chappelle thing, but it's like, oh, okay, well, we can't get this one really pulled away. Cause like you said, nothing was truly offensive. Like all he what he did was which was masterful about it was he just made general comparisons and showed you. And where they're disputing, like you said, like people are going off of just clickbait and hearsay without really listening to how he's putting it. And then that's the thing that we as black people tend to always try to say, like, this is the reason why we're always complaining, you know, because they say like black people complain too much, black people this, this and that, because this is what happens. 
You know, yeah. like we started with the Black Lives Matter movement <laughs> and now it's here with this. We started the Me Too movement. Now it's this, you know, and everybody always hops on our back and gets further along quicker than us. And then we still have, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it like that. I was talking about his mouth running. You know, like, come on, man. Like now you're insulting our intelligence. And it's like, like you, you telling us stuff to our face, acting like we can't see or hear what you're trying to do to us. And we've been seeing it over and over. So we get tired of it. And that's why we just continuously, the only thing is you can, can just continue to fight and state your point over and over again, but it gets frustrating and tiring. So I think, I think the problem is like, nobody's, nobody's afraid of the black community's response because we don't put our money where our protest is. We don't say, you know what, we're not even supporting anything about this. It lasts for maybe a week. And then it's like, you write back again. So somebody could say something slick, but if that Chick-fil-A sandwich come out, we well, gonna be at Chick-fil-A getting food. It, we, don't, we don't stop long enough to make somebody feel the pain of doing us wrong. You can't talk about the Jewish community and get away with it. They'll shut your shit down. Like you, you attack women, the feminist community, and coalition jumps up and says something you attack christianity like you have everyone will get together and do something you say something about black people you kill black people have racist situations we get upset for a week and then it's back to whatever happened on instagram yesterday so we don't have that we don't have that voice at a table or even the resilience of a protest to actually make somebody be held accountable for what they do and then when we do, it's like we take that one win and then we walk the hell away. It's like, all right, we cool. He went to jail. Who's playing tomorrow? So I mean, I mean it's, I a, it's been job. a long, it's a long fight for us, like no other. Like you know what I mean? And like, um, it is hard to get us to focus because, like you said, like our mindset is is separate about a lot of things. There's a lot of money involved and ideas of money that have people questioning their their character which puts in the you know the true reason why we can't stay dedicated like i think back then when they when there wasn't as much it was easier to forge together you know it's like now like i said we're doing a podcast me and steve are in the same city y'all two are in a different type of area you know and it can just it's it's a lot man like but that's ultimately what we need to do is get together like ultimately like it's just hard, man, like to get us on the same page. I get frustrated. Like you say, you got Black Lives Matter. You got National Action Network. You have NAACP. You have Southern Christian Leadership Council. You have um, Trayvon Martin's family's organization. You have Michael Brown's family organization. It's like instead of making 7000 organizations, pull that shit together and then stand up together. And it's like you got to fight all of us if you fuck with that person. And that's not what's happening. So it's like if you if you mess with again somebody in the Jewish community, you have to fight the Jewish community. You have to fight their banks. You gotta fight their businesses. You gotta fight the realtors. You gotta fight basically New York City. It's like you have to fight against the entire community. With us, it's like you fight maybe five hundred people. There might be there might be a riot in Ferguson, but then you know what I mean Baltimore's cool, New York's cool, Philly's cool, Atlanta's cool, Charlotte's cool, LA's cool. So we's, we'll deal with that one spot. We'll deal with that that small incident. So we'll say, oh, we gonna we put charges up, but we gonna let them off. Like that's that's what we get. Real quick, the real PJ chimed in real quick. 
um, he said, we don't have power um, behind us like the non-blacks. Every other group that was mentioned does, like the Jewish um, community, you know, like like you said, like, like you saying fight the banks and things like that, like you said, like, and, but people have these ideas, that, but how do we really get us to no. let, but really I think invest that's in the thing. these things? Even when you say, even when you say the banks, there there was a push for like the last two years and black banks opened up and it was like bank black find a black bank put your money in the black bank to help fund the black community everybody was like nah my shit's good at bank of america i'm cool like i don't i don't know y'all i'm not taking my shot out of chase and put it over there and chase of all places is like chase is still running off of slave money and funded with slave money and people still have chase bank accounts black as hell and don't pay attention to it so it's just we don't we don't go that extra step and even there, that was the argument with terry cruz and black lives matter and he was like how can you try to make this organization move but you won't let anybody outside of the black community into your program to help you do it and they bashed the shit out of him on social media and canceled him well that ain't a good he's not a good I mean, example for me yeah, he did plenty of bullshit. yeah nah, like, but, he, but not that that's what he, happened when that happened on on the CNN interview with him and Don Lemon, like that was the conversation. Don took I'm, that shit left field and ran with it. But Terry Terry put himself out there a long time ago with some other corny, coonery shit too. Like you know, and I get it. Shameless plug part two. Not nah, interviewed I never, him. Everything I never interviewed Terry. Oh, you know I mean? All right, but check this out. He done a lot of goofy stuff, man. So like he's not a good example. So you know, like But that's but know. it's it's the message. It's not who the message come from. It's it's the message. Like you have to be inclusive. Like civil rights happened because white people jumped in. Black people was getting their ass whooped until white people got in there. Nah, it part no, because part of the boycott, nah. the bus boycott. I mean, white people did help. A lot. It's still I mean, come on, man. Like you, but you discrediting the unity of the black people that was in sync. Nah, that's, I'm not discrediting it. I'm saying, yeah. I'm saying the the real effects came in at Pettis Bridge, because you had Jewish priests, you had white preachers come down here, you had white coalitions getting involved. So then it's like now you got to beat up black people and white people. We gonna let y'all go this time, and now we'll we'll make some changes. Nah, they killed the freedom fighters. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? How many like, people was that? But how many people yo, was, was that? How many was black? It was three of them, but only one of them was black. One was black. The other two, and, it was a two Jewish person. Was Jewish, two right? Jewish dudes. That's the. Plan. But my thing is, my thing is this though. Again, the, the the issue isn't that we not not knowing now at this point. It's just a matter of getting people on that page, you know, like on the same page. But you have so many distractions, so many different thoughts, or like you said, are just keeping us stimulated enough to understand that that it's going to take a long, consistent battle. And getting people to trust. You can't trust people. like money and stuff. Is that like, I mean, things is, is, is different, man. So, yeah, it's that. It's gonna be a while. But so. he killed the show. I'm glad it's still on. I'll probably watch it after I watch you season three tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so, nah, the show was, the, the, the show's epic. And I think everybody should watch before making comments on how they feel about it. So if you haven't seen it, shut the hell up. Definitely. Moving on to heavy lifting. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. It's lift time, baby. Is it on me? It's on you. 
all right so heavy lifting for today is about outgrowing your crew um can you at some point in your life outgrow your circle is it possible and when it is possible like how do you deal with that who wants to go first well you see we missing two members they outgrew their circle <laughs> That's the way it works. That's horrible. That's life, baby. Yo, we do want to shout out Eddie and the real BJ. Please say the I, real. Gotta I say. ain't saying the real and he missing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just PJ. Uh, I mean, I mean, outgrowing your circle. I mean, I think, I think life requires growth. So to say outgrowing your circle, depending on, I mean, yeah, you just have to grow, period. You outgrow everybody for a moment, like, you know, because you're discovering yourself more. And sometimes it takes you away from friends, you know, that you had at certain places. Point. Like We all got friends we grew up with that we lived around because our circumstances had us around these friends. Then we go to school, you have different friends you might hang with. You know, you have friends that you might have hung around initially because your parents were friends. So you kind of outgrow people and that's fit more to your personality and where you're at. So yeah, you can outgrow your circle. Books? I'm gonna say, uh, well, first I'm gonna say the definition of a friend, you know, I'm speaking on true friends when I say, I don't feel you outgrow your true friends. Cause you may have some that say they're your friend or be in your circle because you serve a purpose to what they need or they can gain something from you so to speak so i feel like you know of course those people you can outgrow like especially number one if someone always has their hand out or they're always taking but they're never giving or never reciprocating what it is that's done for them that's not a true friend so you outgrow people like that like that's growth or if you can have two people that come up through the ranks since kindergarten, first grade, one decides, okay, I want to be a lawyer. The other one says, I want to be a drug dealer. Eventually, you're going to bump heads. Nah, just to get the lawyer to get you out of jail. You could, but <laughs> let's, you could. You That's could. A retainer. You could. But what I'm saying is, if it's different paths, some people choose, and I have a problem with that. Some people choose to separate themselves from friends because they're in a different status or situation than what they were during the friendship and that bothers me if somebody becomes better it's supposed to be okay then we all become better not just me being better i'll come back and visit i may take you out you know to eat when i'm in town or you know we go to a game or something but i don't want you to be on the same level as me that's a problem that is a problem so are you so, saying about a handout though because like you said like me going and i'm just asking in general because what your statement uh, was that, that you said um like outgrowing and you should bring your friends along but what about if your friend doesn't have the same ideology to come along to where you're trying to come to or that's not what they really into you know they want to stay in a different place and then how do you differentiate if it's sincere if it's not sincere you know um because you do outgrow people like just like i said because you're certain because like you said if i want to be a lawyer but you want to be in the streets i got to go to school and i'm going to go to school at a different location so i'm going to be around like-minded people during those times where it's going to draw me to a different experience you know so i'm not necessarily looking back and i'm gonna come back 
But if I have business set up over here for me to get to ultimately where my goal is and I'm over this way, I'm only going to have time while I'm trying to get to this goal to come back every once in a while. Unless my goal was to come back and, you know, like save my hood or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, just the first thing you said, when I say handout, I think like this. It's like, okay, y'all may go out out to eat the fellas may go to a sports bar may do this may do that or every time it's always i need i need or i'm giving or i need i need or they come around just when they know you're about to do something like you're about to eat dinner so they know when to just come around because you're about to eat dinner you know what i'm saying now it's the difference between now that's expected exactly that's the best word for it right there yeah that's the best word for it. eventually that gets old that gets tired yeah. You see what I'm saying? Now, if it's somebody you looking out for, because you know they got a situation or they got a bad case or they got some things going on, of course you're gonna look out for your homie. Because that's the expectancy. You know what I mean? But I'm talking about somebody that tries to take advantage of you, but yet they under that circle as a friend. Yeah. Or under that label as a friend, rather. What's your thoughts, Steve? I don't really know. I'm trying to think. Like, I feel like your circle. Like, I mean, like it's your like circle, your tight friends, right? Like, like yeah, like your circle. Like, I mean, circles can change. Like, like I had a different circle in Ohio than I have here, but I mean, but at the same time, I don't feel like while I was in Ohio, I lost my PA circle. Like, I don't. I just feel like, like sometimes circumstances do do cause you to be in different environments. But I, I don't really, I, I feel like, like if you outgrow your circle without trying to push your circle in the same direction, that's more of a you issue than a your circle issue. Um, like, I, I, I can't really think of, I mean, if you, you could try, like, yo, I'm, I'm going to try to take, like, if you feel like you're outgrowing your circle, but you don't take that circle with you, or at least try to. Like you could try to and they decide like nah that's not the direction i want to go that's one thing but like to just be like you know what i just outgrew them like ah oh, you know like that's that's a you issue like but at the same time i can't fault nobody for it. you gotta do what you feel is best for yourself mm-hmm. but i just i don't i don't really i don't know i, I don't i mean you can like friendships end like it, like it's part of life but i don't really I don't really see like yeah like somebody who says they outgrew their circle. I, I'm more concerned with with them than the circle that they outgrew. Like why did you do that? See, and that's the thing that I think is key that you brought up as far as the defining the circle, you know, and just not the level. Because like when I gen- state made my general statement, like you said, you have circle of friends, like you said of high school, and I keep in contact with like a lot of them. But like you said, like you go in different places because life has you in different places and you may communicate with them less and less. But like you said, when you get together, you know, because life takes you in different places. But like you said, you don't necessarily fall out. But then like some people, like you say, you just not lose them. But you just like you said, they just in a space and you lose touch because life takes place. You know, like they have kids, family, and they may live in a whole different state. You know, like you may see them on Facebook. They may say happy birthday, but, you know, or they may say, hey. How such such doing, but you don't communicate the way you used to, and like you just kind of deal with the memories. But you're not necessarily out. You didn't outgrow them. You just right. life just took place. Yeah, I, I get that. Like, 
I think for me, I think I I have multiple circles. And I think that's what just has worked for me. There's like certain conversations that I have within certain circles and in certain conversations I just don't have within other circles. And I think that is just something that I grew into um, from different situations. I, I feel like certain... I think as you grow, like certain things are going to be foreign to certain people and then they're going to be familiar to others. So it's like typically if I go to somebody for advice, I want to go to somebody that's been through what I'm asking for advice for. Because if I'm asking for advice, that means I'm about to make a decision. I need to make the right decision based off of someone who knows what that decision could do to impact my life. So it's like I... I have trust in different areas. I don't think I necessarily outgrow people. I can outgrow circumstances. Um, I think your friends are your friends and all your friends aren't going to be the same. Like it's, I think it's just, it's very, it's just, it's different. I think you just, there's certain, I guess like friend circles that are just going to clash with other circles. So I just, I, I keep circles separate. That's just me. I, I do that for my own sanity. See, I think my circles can pretty much coexist with all my circles. Cause I think that's the type of person I am. Like I'm not too, you know what I mean? Like, but. No, cause I got like, I have, I have friends that are like extremely laid back, like extremely. And then I got friends who are fucking insane. And I would never put those two people in the same room. Like it's just I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that to make one person uncomfortable with the other person being uncomfortable. You know what I mean? It's like if if you got one person's like you're doing too much, and you got others like you're stuck up as fuck. But <laughs> like you're cool with both people for those separate reasons because sometimes you need to just chill the hell out. And like some people might be great for advice, and then somebody else might be cool as hell to chill with but your advice fucking sucks and you want to get me put in jail so it's it's just you you have to know like who to go to with certain things and certain conversations i think it's just it's a balance for me and i think i think maybe it just comes with bouncing around so much that i had to create those separate circles anyway um and that just kind of helped that happen maybe that maybe that's the reason why Never thought about that. Never thought about what? That's because the why like, you bounce around? No, nah, I, I bounced around so much that I have, like, I have circles in different states and different cities where I, like that I lived in. So I have, like, circles of friends that are in different pockets of different areas. And while the overall mentalities may be around the same, it's like, if you have a, a circle of, like, LA, the circle is majority um like people in the entertainment industry like it's you're doing something in entertainment in new york it was you're doing something probably like just career wise in atlanta it's it's you're more than likely doing something entrepreneurial so it's like i can't talk to my entertainment friends about entrepreneur type things because they don't necessarily understand but in the same breath i can't talk to the entrepreneur circle 
about entertainment circles because the entrepreneur circle is like everything has to balance back out the money where's the revenue whereas the entertainment side is like this is my passion so it's those two circles won't understand each other because if you're doing something business-wise you may you may hate it but you're making great money so you're going to keep doing it whereas entertainer wise if they love what they're doing they don't care how much money's coming in they love the process of what they're doing so for the other side it's, it doesn't make sense point no. take we got a comment coming in from ellie richardson it says because bob, because <laughs> says bob that was a good example for my situation i.e leaving home at 17 for the military but i don't feel like i've outgrown my hometown friends when i came home we talked like i never left but i would say that i have several circles of friends and can't they're all different but equally important right exactly and i can relate to that myself because i mean it one you know it was a point where i was like uh, my pastor's assistant i was an assistant pastor now of course you know you have your church friends or your church circle you got your work circle you got your friends that you came through the ranks with you know what i'm saying so there's a lot of different circles but my question that i want to point the ponder right quick is what do you do or if the situation arises and you feel like you're being held back by those closest to you in your circle can you break down held back because i've seen this when the topic came up but when you when you say being held back like what do y'all mean i need y'all to open that up some more and elaborate a little bit more on how's your circle holding you back it's like they sitting there saying nah you can't be smart you gotta be dumb like us like you're like we're kind of too old for that like you know like like i i have an example i'm gonna let shy go first i have an example though but i'm gonna let shy go first no nah, I, I think i think when you say like can your circle hold you back it's like say you say bub you came to me and was like yo i want to um i want to become a indy 500 car racer and I'm like, yo, that's stupid as fuck. I can't even drive on a regular street. You ain't never gonna make it. Like that's a holdback. Whereas it may be, it may be us joking, but you might take that and be like, you might internalize it at that point. And then it's, it's damn. Every time I say something, somebody got to shoot me down. Every time I, I present something, I get shot down. Like that can be a holdback. Or uh, say you in school. Like for instance, when I was in Harrisburg and I was back at, I was going to hack, right? It was like Bub, for instance, if we were getting ready to do something, like your question was always, do you got class tonight? And if I said, yeah, you'd be like, well, nah, go to class. And then when you get done, we'll go do whatever. Like if you were on the opposite side and was like, yo, fuck that class. Let's just exactly. run over to the mall. That's a whole exactly. thing. Because you yo, see somebody trying to do something, but you're, you're stopping them and prohibiting them. Yo, don't tell people I'm positive in real life. You know what I mean? Nah, like, you're positive. Uh, you're a positive, you're a positive sensitive, soft-hearted person. Opinionated mother... <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I mean, it's just priority. Like, you always want to see your friends win. Because ultimately, your friends are people you love that are family that... Are your, are your family that you choose. You know what I'm saying? Like, your, your blood family is given to you by God but your friends are people that you choose by your love. You know what I mean? And that's what you keep right. close to you. So you always want to see them 
and their families in a positive place. But that's the case. People, you would like to think that, though. I was about to say you would like to think that that's the case, but it doesn't always happen like that. Yeah, there's people because it gets like, to the point to where. Oh, go ahead, Sean. I'm saying there's people that's like you don't need that. Like you don't need a you don't need a bigger house. Like you don't need a newer car. You don't need to like, you know, what I mean, put that money over here. You don't like if I if I was to go to Steve and be like, yo, you don't need to be like investing money nowhere. Like just hold on to that. You good where you at? Like that's that's a whole yeah. fact. <laughs> but is you know it what I mean? Because sometimes is. you need a friend. You need a yellow friend. Like you know what I mean? You need you need Balance. the you need that friend who's like yo. Fuck it, you can't. You know what I mean. You can't take it with you. Spend that money just as much as you need the friend who's like, "Yo, you don't need another pair of sneakers. Like, you need both of them. Like, you know what I mean." So I need, yeah. I need, I need the one that said "fuck it" to make sure that when my cell phone bill comes through, you about to help me out with that. It got to no. be balanced, my brother. <laughs> got to be balanced. There's still some things that like are on you. Like, you know what I mean. Like you still gotta be the ultimate decision maker, but you you definitely need both elements, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because you can be wound too tight, and then you need that person that can just come through. Like, yo, that's what you need. As long as you don't start binging the whole other way, you know what I mean. But like you said, that that's on your own will as well, because like you said, you got free will. So somebody can tell you something, but as a grown man, we start doing things like that, then there's something deeper wrong with you than just somebody being able to tell you what to do. Like, so yeah. What was your example, Boogs? You said you had one of, of, of like oh, a nah. home you back. My example just... was you. Like if somebody came to you, your homeboy came to you and was like, yo, we should start a podcast. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was like, nah, we shouldn't start no podcast. He was like, hold on, hold on. later on, saying, nah. we should be, a, no, as an example. Oh, come back. You like, I want to I wanna be a rap group. Nah, we ain't going to be no rap group. Then you Look, come well, back. Bro. Let's start a team. See, see what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about him. You <laughs> said he on his rapping shit again. I'm out. Nah, 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 nah. Seriously, but seriously, if you get to the point out, where huh? you keep bringing ideas and you get frustrated and you get tired of being told, you like, you know what? Forget them, man. I'm trying to do things. I'm trying to move in a different direction. They don't want to move it, so I feel like they holding me back. It's happened. I mean, and do you go to a different circle who fits more of what you're trying to do? Exactly. Like well, in some cases, yeah. That's truly what ends up happening the majority of the time. I think that's fair. I think that's very fair. I think it's a cluster of them all. Like Steve said, I do think you need friends to balance you out because the reason most of your friends, like if you have all completely like-minded friends, you're just, you know what I mean? Like you're not thinking outside. You don't have any- It's an echo chamber. Yeah, it's just weird, man. Like, you have to have a balance. Like, us as a collective, all six of us have so many different personalities. It can be, it can be, it's very intense because of some people's personalities. It can be very humorous because of some people's personalities. You know, like, it's just so many different personalities, but it balances us out. And I think that's the key to life, though, you know, having balance. You can't do anything in excess. So, you know, like nothing in excess is good for you, you know, like, so with your friends, I think you gotta have a balance as well as being able to know when like, all right, so this motherfucker, I ain't gonna talk to him about it. Like Shot was saying, I'm gonna talk to him about it and see like, 
if what he says. And if he says this, but if he gives me a response that sounds similar to this one, then maybe this might not be the issue or I might be able to talk to somebody else different about it. I think there's all types of angles with, with friendships. That's why they're like very personal to the person. My thing is, if you tell me no, I didn't explain it right because I need a yes. Like, what? I, like something I something I said was wrong. Like I, I need to re-explain this again because no doesn't work for me. So let's let's start back from the beginning. Let's, let's just run this back through. Like I just I don't I don't know. I think that for me, I'm such a I'm such a a free spirited person that is very hard for me to feel restricted. Um, and that's like, you know, friendships, relationships, work, anything. Like if I, if I got a job and I don't like it, I'm quitting and I'll have somebody say, yo, you don't need to quit. Nah, I need to quit. Cause if I don't quit, I'm gonna cut somebody out. I'm gonna get fired. I don't need to get fired. So it's, I have to, I have to have that space for myself. So I don't, I don't think I've ever had anybody, uh, business people try to hold me back before. Yeah, take that back. So you ain't never, so, so you ain't never have a friend that said fuck that uh, fuck this job, and you was like, no, that's oh, a bad nah. friend. <laughs> I absolutely had friends that was like, fuck that job. But even like recently, when I was I was deciding to like quit and then like run the magazine full time, I had people that were like, are you sure? Like, I don't think you should do that. I think you need to like chill out and stay there. But I know if I'm not happy somewhere, it's going to affect the rest of my life. So I had to. I took opinions, made a decision, and ran with it. And that's ultimately what I'm gonna do. So in those situations, I'll go to different people in different circles and like ask opinions or thoughts. But me asking for an opinion is not me asking you to make my decision. I'm still gonna make my own decision in the long run. So I think, again, that's where, where Steve Cuss says it comes to balance. I got a whole lot of fuck that job people in my life. And you know what I mean? But then I got other people who are very, dependent on security so it's like you need to have some kind of security before you make any kind of decision or you need to just make sure that you stay in those kind of situations but it's it's just a matter of balancing those friendships out so i don't think i don't think anyone can hold you back unless you allow people to hold you back exactly. people can they can try but for me it's not gonna work out too well now we got a comment coming from micah davenport now we call him Bond. He don't get the good. Like Steve said, you need that balance within your friends' family. Before I lock in on any business move, I have three people that I bounce my ideas off of. And if all three give me the same answer, I know my idea is good. But getting shot to agree is not easy. Don't we know it? Hell no. Don't we know it? Hell no. Don't we know it? But I mean, it could become circumstances. Like, I've seen it on both ends. I've seen it to where people get in a better position in life, and then they come back to town, and then the people they used to hang with or roll with, it's like they don't even look them up no more because they feel like, you know, they're better than them. But at the same time, I've seen it to where people have been elevated, you know, millionaires, and the same people that they are is no different. The relationship, and this is a testimony out there on my, the relationship never changed. Relationship yeah. never changed the whole time. So I go back to, I'm going to say it's about the person and the people that you with and the circumstance, the situation. Nah, and I think that goes back to Steve. Like if somebody come back and think that they're better than everybody else, that's a, that's a them problem. 
Like exactly. that ain't first, that ain't yep. that ain't on the circle. That's on that person, which means that, that person first. was never comfortable in that circle in the first place. Now right, hold up, hold though. on, right? Go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Because your thoughts. Go nah, I just wanted to say this because I know I might, you know, it might leave me. But at the same time, it's like if you come up and you like, okay, I'm smoking. We smoking. This is a group. We all smoke together every day. This time, this is what we do. We smoke. Oh, we go oh, get something. I'm a Christian. <laughs> Man, listen. I'm a Christian. Now the thing of it is this though: if one of us wants to change, and I say, okay, you know what? I'm gonna go to school. I'm gonna be something like an EMT or something. So I go to school. I'm an EMT. Now I'm in class with different people. These people write me out. So I'm not sitting on the stoop smoking no more. You see what I'm saying? I'm not sitting over there going to the spots we used to go to at the times we used to go to. Because I got other things on my mind right now. Now, if I come back and the only thing you want to do is keep smoking and smoking and smoking and sitting on the curb. Why don't you come to school? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Why don't you do this? Then eventually... I feel that relationship on that example, you know, eventually either they're going to come to amends and a compromise or you just going to part ways. Because uh, one yeah. in all actuality, you know, I ain't going to say outgrew, but it's definitely a difference. One outgrew the other. They don't want to go to school. Don't you smoke crack, Sam's? Like, you know what? I mean, <laughs> but <laughs> one school. Just smoke crack. Don't let's, you? let's make this a little more interesting, though. This is where I want to go. Let's go. Did, did we outgrow each other before we came back and formed? Like, were we in the same spot? Like, this is where we go. Like, let's go with it. Like, because initially, like we said, circumstances do it for everybody to be on this show. That's why we're going to talk about it. But, you know, like, life happens. So that's really what's going on right now. But did we outgrow each other just because of life, circumstances, or just because it is what it is? You know, like, how do you define that? And, is what, and what brought us back to this point? How would y'all figure that? Because... It's six of us collectively. We established this in 1996. True. And this is the first time collectively that we've been in constant communication for, for like we've been in communication consistently for about two years now, you know, because we had a thread. But did we outgrow each other? Were we just in different circles? Was it mindset? So how would we define this? Let's make this a little bit more personal and be realistic. Let's do some um some family couch time. Like this is pillow talk according to PJ, and that's why they ain't on here because you know this is therapeutic. Like that's why they ain't on here. They be laying down with their feet up, talking to their wives. Who gonna set it off? Go ahead, sir. Is he there? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. I was drinking water. Uh -oh. Um, nah, so, I don't anyway. think. He wouldn't got a drink. <laughs> so I'm, gonna, I'm just, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna tell this answer drunk as hell. Blame it on alcohol. Bugs, bugs <laughs> make the shit heavy. Um, nah, I don't, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a situation where we outgrew each other. I think we all grew and matured individually. Um, I think I will say for me personally, I think the distance that I've had from Harrisburg over the last. 17 years has made it feel like I've like lost place with a lot of people um, like y'all specifically like conversation started to thin out um, 
like it would be like check-ins here and there but it wasn't consistent um i think that was on me it was never me feeling like i outgrew anyone it was just me at that point focusing on me and trying to figure out like what i wanted from life and that took a while i think in that process i think in that process i just kind of shut down a little bit and just like really turn focus on myself but i don't think that's an outgrowing kind of thing i think that was just me figuring out what i wanted out of life so to tie that and that's your experience so on the back end why do you think that we were able to come full circle now within this last two years yo because bub bub the dictator was like yo y'all doing this fucking podcast we gonna exactly do this i was gonna say the same everybody get microphones yeah, bub is on, credit on, on Thursday. it's pretty much how it happened <laughs> dictator yo. bub came in the picture and was like yo this is some bullshit. we've been friends forever nah he's like um, yo y'all think we could do a podcast that's, that's not really exactly a question no nah, i think I, and i think in that moment it was a realization that there's there's five friends that I have that I haven't communicated with enough and I want to get back in touch with those friends and it wasn't a again it wasn't a feeling of I've outgrown everyone it was like yo I haven't chopped it up with them it's always been like an occasion like somebody's getting married um somebody's having a baby shower somebody's having some kind of party or something and, and you'll pop in town for that but it's on a consistent basis of having conversations it, it wasn't happening um so I think this was it was a dope opportunity um i think it was far too long between but you know i mean it's it's a good thing that it's there that's yeah. me go back to my drink yeah i knew you weren't drinking no water you wasn't drinking apple uh, cider and shit it's, it's <laughs> 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 yeah, on, on my side it's just frozen uh, what'd you say nah. Steve? Go ahead. No, I'm saying I, I I agree with that. Like I I remember that that conversation with that thread. Like, yo, you think we could do this? And I'm like, I mean, I always go back to yes, we can, but we won't. Like, you know, what I mean, like I had no faith in us, and I'd be feeling like maybe I was, maybe I should have had more faith in us, but I just felt like our 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 track record was like, yeah, yeah, sure, we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna spend three months talking about how we can do it, and then we just gonna be like, Yeah, we should have did that two years later. Trash record shit. So I'm That's I mean every every week that we do this, I, I still am like, yo, damn, we really are doing this. So you know what I mean? But I don't I don't think there was any I don't think growth was the issue. I just think it was life, like Niggas is growing like y'all niggas been forty for a while. Like I'm just new, I'm new to this forty. <laughs> oh, here, uh, here you go, yeah, like man. boys. Look, you know but what I'm saying. I ain't, I ain't there yet. Y'all been y'all been forty for a while, so you know y'all bobs letting down the hill. <laughs> yeah, y'all up there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you know what I mean? Shit, life life takes people places. Like like you said, like we're doing this from what three different states when all six of us is together, and right. shit. And then if you think about it. Just in little tiny ass Harrisburg, what the four of us is here? What we live in? What three different school districts? Like, yeah, you know what I mean, like, so you know what I mean. So just, it's just wild, yo. Like, and motherfuckers don't have the same time that we always had. 
But I do think whoever started, like I used to hate group yeah. texts. Like I, I swear I used to hate group texts because like I get so many goddamn notifications about nothing. But whoever started our thread, like you know what I mean, props to them because that shit was needed. And, and you know what I mean, and it led to this. So you know, but I don't, I don't really think that there was ever an actual growth issue. It was just life. Because I don't think there was ever a point where it wasn't hard. Like once we started doing it, it wasn't hard. Like anybody was like, nah, that's not really, I don't fit in the circle no more. So, right. Yeah. Where, where life had us. It wasn't a niggas is like better, thinking they better or anything else than the rest. Yeah, I had everybody's number and I always tried to keep a, a thumb on everybody. But then I was like, this is dumb. And I know, I knew, like, yo, <laughs> but no, nah, because we all, we all know, we all know that that butt moment. It's a, it's a teeth suck. Like, man, this is dumb. Yo, <laughs> and this then is, it goes like, from there. It's, it's that's a what happened. First. Like, I'm talking, I'm texting each one individually because I remember the conversation I had with Bugs and a shot specifically. I said, yo, is it cool if I put your number here so everybody can see it? Because PJ, Steve, me, and Eddie, like you said, we all live here, so we pretty much had each other's number. So I asked y'all, could I put your number and then we just do it that way? Both y'all get it. But I didn't ask you together, I asked you individually. I said, yeah. So we put it that way. And then we rocked it, rolled ever since. And everybody was like, oh shit, like, you know, kind of roll with it. Um, I never think that we outgrew each other. I think that like life happened. I think that the reason that I think that the reason that I always thought that this would work is the same reason why I think it didn't work when we were older. Like everybody's personality and what they brought was so big and dynamic that it needed to grow before we'd be able to be where it's at now and draw that type of life experience into like this situation. And I thought like when the time, but it was about timing too, because the pandemic, I think that helped kickstart it as well. Cause everybody's in their house going stir crazy too. Like, all right, just if they can make verses and you know, people can make fans only was like look we can just talk to each other and let people listen to our opinions you know like and then on the thing and people will watch and it worked and i think that's what it go and i you had, call, it's, it's, hold on, you had you had to compare <laughs> our our text message with fans only yeah no that's what people was doing fans. that's what people was doing on like during the pandemic though and when we came when i when i mentioned that that's what they still do like, Right. Go ahead. Oh, you know my bad. Go ahead. Nah, you, nah, you're straight. <laughs> he's, a, he's a platinum is a, member. Is you, is you a platinum <laughs> member, bud? You got that on? <laughs> nah, they still there. I just, saw, about. I just saw that post yesterday. They still there. They good. Yeah, they good. Yeah. So what about you, Bugs? Do you think we outgrew? or did, And then what did you think brought us back full circle? Not at all. I don't think we outgrew each other. I think it was life and distance. I think life, distance, and circumstances. Because, you know, like I moved down here when I was 19. You know what I'm saying? I just up and left. I told my mom, you know, I'm not going to be here. This is that and the third. And I moved down here. I ain't had no spot. I ain't have, Well, I actually ended up staying with a friend of mine to move down here in this van for a minute. But I mean, I house jump, my apartment jump. You know, I was bouncing from job to job. I just had life going on. You see what I'm saying? Like even my mom, it was like two year intervals or one year intervals, two year interval the first time. But then it was like once a year, twice a year. I try to get up there this year, you know, take my Christmas gifts, try to make sure I'm there for Christmas for the fam and stuff like that. I just had life going on. And then like, you know, the only thing I really regret is, you know, committing to certain things with the crew and then not following through with it. And that was on me. 
You know what I'm saying? I take full responsibility for that. As I told all of you, you know what I'm saying? When the reconciliation took place, it's like, I understand. But at the same time, I had some things going on that was personal that I just wasn't sharing with nobody, but I should have known y'all would have understood and been there. You feel me? So, I mean, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it was never an outgrowth thing. Outgrowth, because y'all my peoples. Even when you get on my nerve. And that happens all the time. Absolutely. But if you're going to ask me what brought us back together, though, yeah, it was Bob. So we're going to give Bob, Bob his credit it's not, for bringing it's not us together. No, nah, I know. But we're going to give you the credit, though, while everybody's listening and say, yeah, Bob said, do y'all want to start a podcast? Do you think we could do a podcast? And we did a podcast, and the podcast is taking off. And we're trying to be the number one podcast. So it is what it is. It's GQ, and you are now rocking with the Q. <laughs> <laughs> y'all funny, y'all. <laughs> That was a hell of a yeah, first conversation, funny. though. Like for real, it yeah. was. It was almost. It was like you just catching up and jokes galore and laughing and shit and acting like asses and was like, yeah, this can actually work. Yeah, and it did, and it is. And season two, because like I said, collectively, I always knew that we could always do it. You know, like I said, but I just think like for for us, um, it just is a matter of where we're at in life, and I think that. Like you said, like it, it needed to because our personalities are are big personalities. No matter how your disposition comes off, I think the personality can still be bigger than what the disposition displays. Like a, a person can be laid back, but their personality can say a whole bunch more. I think when you put these six personalities together, there's nothing like it. And I'm not just saying that because it's my 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 group of friends and you know family, but it's more about just knowing what these people are capable because like everything that we do for this show is us you know what i'm saying like the ideas no. us. like we got dudes that's rapping making music from scratch content you know like jokes like we got our like our display everything is is all organically our ideas like it's a phenomenal group on top of still being able to take care of our families um and just live our own lives so it just always show some of the potential that we really needed to get to yeah so but I yeah mean, love the show or hate the show it's, it's love <laughs> <laughs> this this was this was therapeutic yeah it ain't i mean <laughs> it is therapeutic good job in real and real well cut it off like in real life, the two P and in, and in real life, the two PJs really love each other. You know, they really don't fight over. That's that's all for the show. Like in real life, nah. they they really nah. call each other Pierre and Edward. They don't even nah. call. So they ain't here to defend. Since they here to defend nah. themselves, so they go talk about them to the public. They really nah, call each other Pierre and Edward. When they go live on the show. That's when they front. No, no. Because in Ed. real life, in real life, Eddie was mad as fuck the first time he saw the real PJ. <laughs> yeah, he was mad as fuck. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, he seen that shit on there and was like, "Yo, this nigga really did that." Cause that's really PJ, and like I said, yeah. just and we just appreciate everybody's effort. Do we got another part to test on this real quick though before we close? No, nah, it was just the um. I think the last thing we already we already hit on it was um, how do you deal with it? So we already touched all that. So, so how did we deal with it though? We just got in the group text two years ago pre-pandemic and just start going with it no i think basically um no i yeah, think when happened. you 
I think when you feel like you're outgrowing your circle, it's just it's a internal kind of conversation that you need to have with yourself and just figure out where you're at. And sometimes I think sometimes some people do outgrow that circle, but I think it's it's dependent on what your circle started out as. Like we've never had a negative connotation within our circle, which makes it easy to not outgrow it. So everybody's always been positive. Everybody's always been like about their families and taking care of business and uplifting each other. It's never been anything where we was like in the streets or doing idiotic stuff. Like that's never been us. So there's not a there's not really an outgrowth kind of thing in that situation. Now if we were corner boys and then you know what I mean somebody say I don't want that life no more, that's different. But that, you know what I mean it's that GQ meaning is pretty much where we've all stood. And I think it's that's true. what is kind of like held that held that together. So I think it was I'm not gonna say it's impossible for us to be, you know what I mean, to outgrow each other, but it's it's very damn difficult. It's it very difficult. I don't see it. Somebody somebody gotta hit like the low road. We'll be <laughs> out here doing bank robberies and shit and pickup trucks with sixteen Whoa. wheels. All right. <laughs> I mean, only one of them tries to pick up the truck. And that person did jump out the truck in some ski mask one of our first meetings with his partner in crime. But yeah, you know, he ain't yeah. here right now. Nah, can't defend himself. Yeah, y'all funny. <laughs> <I'm just saying. laughs> I mean, for the record, it was cold outside. So. Yeah. He, he was, was dressed all black. He was dressed all black. <laughs> like the omen. <laughs> like the omen. <laughs> that's nah. So that's what we got for this week, man. Like, right? That's all we got? That's yeah, it. Good. I think so. so for everybody watching, um, drop us some comments on the Facebook page or Instagram page. Let us know what you think about outgrowing friends. If you have thoughts about it, if you think you've outgrown friends, how did you deal with it? Um, let us know your, your thoughts on on the topic and then next week we jump back into a full show because I got some things to talk about your uncle, your uncle Bill got a new case coming up oh, <laughs> yes yeah, sir let the, yo let the cause win and you, and oh it, no we talking about yeah. that next week are you talking about the chick ain't that the same chick that, that stripped I mean took her top off and wrote whatever on top of her chest is that the same chick that's suiting I don't know Yo, save it for next week. I thought that was a young John. No, yeah, no. I know that was a young John. It's like, going down. She wasn't part of the first case, so she she coming back for seconds. <laughs> and it was your uncle Kel's catalog is somebody pissed off now because they should have bought that bitch. Yeah, because everything spiked up for him, but three hundred sixty-seven percent. Yeah, that's bananas. Like YouTube took his content down, though. I mean, his page. I'm sorry, his page. That's cool. He's streaming like a month right now. That's Somebody true. wish they bought that. Nah, I don't know. He's up there like, nah, I ain't selling it no more. We good. No I doubt. But I just want to say, it, my people. I just want to say it was good to see my man Bugs here because it's always good with his energy, his vibe. Appreciate it. You know, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad we glad you're back too. So you got you got to take us out, Bubble Bath Books. I appreciate it. Now the only other thing I would say. As far as the subject is concerned, is communication is key. Communication is key. 
Like if you feel you get to that point that the circle ain't the same, or you and somebody in the circle ain't the same, talk to that person before you talk to everybody else. You know what I mean? Let them know where you stand. Let them know where you feel they stand so that maybe you can come to some common ground before you just up and separate yourself. Because with all things, like I said, communication is key. And all other places you could have been on a Friday night, you chose to be here with the queue. And we greatly appreciate you. Look forward to seeing you next week. Be safe, be happy, but most of all, be you. We out. And if you ain't watched Dave Chappelle's special, shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs>